You're listening to the Jesus for Everyone podcast, a podcast where we talk about the intersection of faith and social justice and what a first century Jewish prophet of the poor from Galilee offers us today in our work of love, compassion, and justice. To support this podcast, go to renewedheartministries.com and click donate. If the powerful and privileged elites in Jesus' society couldn't recognize that John the Baptist was standing in the authority of the Hebrew prophetic justice tradition like the people did, they weren't going to recognize Jesus when he was doing the exact same thing. And note that Jesus doesn't attempt to convince them here. Welcome to episode 489. My name is Herb Montgomery, and our title this week is What Gives You the Right to Call for Change? Our reading is from the Gospel of Matthew, Matthew 21, 23 through 32, and it reads, Jesus entered the temple courts, and while he was teaching, the chief priests and the elders of the people came to him. By what authority are you doing these things? They asked him, and who gave you this authority? Jesus replied, I will also ask you one question. If you answer me, I will tell you by what authority I am doing these things. John's baptism, where did it come from? Was it from heaven or of human origin? They discussed it among themselves and said, If we say from heaven, he will ask, Then why didn't you believe him? But if we say of human origin, we're afraid of the people, for they all hold that John was a prophet. So they answered Jesus, We don't know. Then he said, Neither will I tell you by what authority I am doing these things. What do you think? There was a man who had two sons. He went to the first son and said, Son, go and work today in the vineyard. I will not, he answered. But later he changed his mind and went. Then the father went to the other son and said the same thing. He answered, I will, sir. But he did not go. Which of the two did what the father wanted? The first, they answered. Jesus said to them, Truly I tell you, the tax collectors and prostitutes are entering the kingdom of God ahead of you. For John came to you to show you the way of righteousness. And you did not believe him, but the tax collectors and prostitutes did. And even after you saw this, you did not repent and believe him. So if we're going to arrive at life-giving interpretations that don't devolve into anti-Semitic tropes this week, we're going to need to understand the context of this passage. First, this passage, it represents a debate within Judaism. Christianity doesn't exist yet, so the passage doesn't point to a choice between Christianity and Judaism or, or some embracing Christianity ahead of others, where Jesus says some are entering into the kingdom before others are. Jesus was a Jewish man, remember, and the tax collectors and the prostitutes in this passage, they're all Jewish folk, and, and, and the chief priests and all the elders of the people there, they're Jewish as well. This is instead, this is a debate among people in different social locations within Judaism. It's the elite, the powerful of a society, and those who were uh, shunned or pushed to the edges of their society. And, and the debate is about what faithfulness to the God of the Torah looked like and how to follow the, the Torah, specifically economic teachings. And Jesus had just 
overturned the money changers tables in the temple and remember that was a a political symbol uh, the, the the temple there was uh, uh not just a religious symbol but a, a a political one as well the temple was the the capital building of the temple state of jerusalem over which rome exercised imperial control the chief priests the elders that they weren't only religious leaders but they held political positions um through rome of power profit and and privilege and by flipping over these temple tables jesus staged a, a political protest over the the exploitation of the poor and his authority for teaching and and acting in such a way in our in our reading this week, that authority was being challenged by those in positions of authority within the temple state. And again, all of this is happening economically, politically, socially, and religiously within Jewish culture and society. This story it gives us those of us who are who are not Jewish. It gives us a window into a society uh, from which we can glean then from from that vision. We can glean wisdom as we today stand in in solidarity with the oppressed and the marginalized like Jesus did, those underprivileged uh, in, in various social locations within our own society. And again, Jesus here mentions tax collectors and prostitutes in our reading. These people were labeled as transgressors of, of national interest, the tax collectors taking money from the Jewish people and funneling it to Rome, and of uh, the, the, they were labeled as transgressors of religious morality, uh, speaking of the prostitutes. But they also embraced Jesus's vision for human community, the kingdom, and its economic teachings of, of sharing resources, of mutual aid. Um, and we've talked about this in great length before, those teachings on wealth redistribution and taking care of the vulnerable, including the, the marginalized and the excluded. Zacchaeus was, is a prime example of those who, who um, breached the national interest um, being a tax collector. And it's interesting that in two true patriarchal form, um, we have no names of prostitutes passed down. We have the name of Zacchaeus, um, but what we just have, we have no names of prostitutes. We have no actual examples of, of, of the one side where we have examples of the other. We talk about tax collectors and prostitutes. And instead, we have the, the later fabrication in church history that labels Mary Magdalene, one of the women who are named in the Jesus story, as a prostitute. And this fabrication, remember, it was deeply patriarchal or patristic, and, and, and it was an attempt by those in power at that time to lessen her influence. It's it completely fictitious, and it was to, to marginalize those who recognized her apostleship, thus the term patristic fathers. So our story this week, it models a possible response that we could use when our authority is challenged. As we, today, when we stand up to injustice or harmful abuses and, and those calls for change are, are challenged by those in power. As Christians, some of us are looking for equal access to a seat at a table that we should be flipping 
instead because of, of, of those whom those systems are harming. There's a vast difference between working for the equal opportunity to compete in a system that rewards some and harms others and working toward what we should be, and that is an entirely different social order that doesn't produce even winners and losers. This entirely different social order, it means a, a way of living together with enough for everyone, as we've seen over the past few weeks in the teachings of Jesus. It's, it's where we, we only take what we need and we share the rest, where we uh, uh, make sure everyone is cared for. And in this light, Taking up the cross, it becomes a mandate to flip oppressive tables, even if you're threatened with a cross for doing so. And, and we can read a lot more from this story that may, they, uh, may help us in, in our justice work uh, for today. But for now, if the powerful and privileged elites in Jesus' society couldn't recognize that John the Baptist was standing in the authority of the Hebrew prophetic justice tradition like the people did, they weren't going to recognize Jesus when he was doing the exact same thing. And note that Jesus doesn't attempt to convince them here. He doesn't waste time defending his right to speak out or his right to exist. He's got work to do, and, and he dismisses their challenges to his authority to speak out and then gets back to his work of shaping our world into a just, uh, compassionate, safe home for, for everyone, specifically those who were at that time being marginalized. And there's a lesson in this for us here today, and this is, I think, the most significant portion for me in this week's reading. Don't get sidetracked or distracted by the naysayers or those who want to, to pivot away from the injustice that we're challenging and focus the attention on ourselves, like what gives us permission to even speak out against injustice. We don't have to have anyone's permission to speak out. The presence of injustice is permission enough. Care for our fellow human beings, that's what gives us the right to speak out. Being a member of the human family gives us intrinsic authority when we see fellow human beings being harmed. And this applies ecologically and environmentally, too, not just uh, 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 economically. And, and, and humans are harmed every day by ruining our shared home on this planet in order to profit just a few who in the short term. And lastly, in our reading this week, uh, there's included this parable of the two sons, which scholars have spent a lot of ink debating on which variations of this story that we have today are are accurate. There, there are actually three different versions of of this in the Gospels. And the author of this story, again, it, it's it, it, it's they're placing much more emphasis on the person's actions than their words. And, and again, I, I side with uh, uh, the, the version of the story that says they said one thing first and then did the opposite. So, so it's not enough for Christians to say yes to Jesus if their actions that follow that yes don't align with the ethics and the values of Jesus's kingdom. In other words, accepting a ticket to heaven later is meaningless if we aren't attempting to follow Jesus today in making our present home 
uh, safe and just for everyone. In the end, the professions of the two sons didn't matter. The what one said and the other said. It was their actions that mattered. And this is why uh, I value whether someone is is part of the solution to today's injustice, uh, whether they're part of a of the cure for those injustice or whether they're part of the cause far more than whether a person claims or embraces christianity or even jesus professions they don't matter that much the question is not what you believe or don't believe the question is whether you're choosing to be a life-giving human to those around you or a death-dealing human and in the end And in the words of our story, Christian or not, those who are making the world a safer place for everyone are the ones doing what the quote-unquote father wanted. So I'll close this week with the words of the late Oscar Romero. I was just introduced to this quote by uh, Leonardo Vilches in in his essay in We Cry Justice. This is on page 93. Um, Romero states, Even when they call us mad, when they call us subversives and communists and all the epitaph that they put on us, we know we only preach the subversive witness of the Beatitudes, which have turned everything upside down. Our group application this week, share something that spoke to you from this week's e-site or podcast episode. Number two, how does this parable of the two sons inspire you to work for justice, regardless of your profession? Share and discuss that with your group. And then number three, what can you do this week, big or small, to continue setting in motion the work of shaping our world into a safe, compassionate, just home for everyone. Thanks for checking in with us today. I want to say a special thank you to all of our supporters out there. If you would like to join them in supporting Renewed Heart Ministries, you can do so by going to RenewedHeartMinistries.com and clicking Donate. You can find Renewed Heart Ministries on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Threads. And if you haven't done so already, please follow us on your chosen media, uh, social media platforms for our daily posts. And if you enjoy listening to this podcast, take a moment this weekend and leave a positive review on whatever podcast platform that you're listening to it on. This helps others find this podcast as well. Remember, we're partnering with Todd Leonard this year on a new weekly YouTube show called Just Talking. Each week, Todd and I will be talking about the gospel lectionary reading for the upcoming weekend. We'll be talking about each reading in the context of love and inclusion and social justice and our hope is that our conversation will be just as in justice but that also during our brief brief conversation each week uh, you'll be inspired to do more than just talking if you teach from the lectionary each week or if you're just looking for some thoughts on the jesus story from a more progressive perspective within the context of social justice check it out you might like it you can find it at youtube.com forward slash at herb and todd just talking and if you'd like to reach us here at renewed heart ministries uh, through email you can reach us at info at renewedheartministries.com and lastly my new book finding jesus a story of a fundamentalist preacher who unexpectedly discovered the social political and economic teachings of the gospels is now also available at renewedheartministries.com right where you are this week remember keep living in love 
choosing compassion, taking action, and working toward justice. I love each of you dearly. I'll see you next week.